Good morning. It is Monday, July the 3rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today, as we always do. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is called the Jesus Manifesto. And our text is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Hear now the word of the Lord. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The Word of the Lord Now consider this. It was the late 1900s. The year was 1994, and I was about to begin seminary at the Asbury Theological Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky. I had just left my two jobs as a full-time youth pastor and a part-time lawyer. On my cross-country drive to Kentucky, I decided it was time to get serious about rememberizing Scripture. I had memorized a Bible verse here and there, but not much more. My starting point? You guessed it, Romans 12. I have a name for Romans 12. I call it the Jesus Manifesto. I think I could write for 12 weeks on this 12th chapter alone. At least I wish I had 12 days. And yes, if there is one chapter in the Bible I would commend to you for rememberization, it would be this one, Romans 12. Let's get started. Therefore, anytime you see this word in Scripture or any other literature for that matter, you should ask this question, what is it there for? therefore serves as the great theological hinge on the massive door of the gospel 
unveiled in these 16 chapters of Paul's letter to the Romans. The first eight chapters unfold the glorious contours of the gospel of grace, who is Jesus Christ. Chapters 9 through 11 delve into the I believe that we will win conundrum of Israel. And chapter 12 tells us what chapters 1 to 11 are there for. Therefore opens the door. Therefore I urge you. Paul chooses the most flashing sign word he can find in the Greek language. The word is parakaleo. Here are some of the English equivalents. To admonish, exhort, entreat, beg, beseech, encourage, strengthen, summon, and last but not least, to call. And that's just the kaleo part of the word. Here's the interesting part. The para part of parakaleo means to come alongside. You recognize the Greek word for the Holy Spirit, paraclete, the one who comes alongside. So when Paul writes, I urge you, I parakaleo you, It has the effect of Paul himself walking right up to us, putting his arm around our shoulder, and loudly declaring, while close talking us, brace for it, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. Notice how Paul doesn't say Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles is the starting line. This is where we find people. They are either one or the other. Note also the goal is not to help Jews and Gentiles get along or even to become friends. He calls them brothers and sisters. The reality of the people of God is family. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. There are at least two massive dilemmas here. If the Bible has a singular call to action, it is contained in this phrase, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. For most of the years I read this, I read it like this, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. In fact, that's the way my favorite Bible translation translated it, the 1984 New International Version. They actually mistranslated the singular word sacrifice as the plural sacrifices. You're seeing the issue, aren't you? The text actually says, offer your bodies, 
as a living sacrifice. Bodies, plural. Sacrifice, singular. Many bodies, one sacrifice. The New Testament church, the one Jesus is building, is not a bunch of independent individuals running around trying to make Jesus famous. This is perhaps the greatest challenge of the church of our time, to become the body of Christ, living the will of God, rather than millions of individuated bodies doing their own thing in God's name. You've already spotted the other dilemma as well. The phrase contains an oxymoron, i.e. jumbo shrimp, working, vacation, smartphone. (laughs) It is a living sacrifice. A sacrifice by nature is dead. When a batter hits a pop fly to the outfield and the base runners advance to the next base, it is deemed a sacrifice. The batter is out. When a soldier jumps on a hand grenade to save others' lives, it is deemed a sacrifice. The soldier is dead. What on earth is a living sacrifice? How on earth does a sacrifice live? Well, the secret is held in the tiny phrase I skipped right over in my comments today. But you already saw that. It's only the most important phrase in the whole chapter, if not the whole book. We will cover it tomorrow. The prayer. Abba Father, thank you for Jesus, the original living sacrifice, the crucified and risen Lord of heaven and earth. He has shown us the way to the life of a living sacrifice. Holy Spirit, fill us with the courage to walk this path of faith, to die before we die so that we might truly live while we are alive and then gloriously onward into eternity. I want to be a living sacrifice in union with my brothers and sisters in Jesus for the glory of God. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, so what was that little phrase I passed over today? And why does it matter so much? For our hymn today, we're going to sing a marvelous hymn that gets at the mystery of Romans 12, 1 and 2. If not the whole chapter, it is Make Me a Captive Lord. And it's hymn number 587 in our seedbed hymnal. Our great Redeemer's praise. So turn with me to hymn number 587. I know you've got your hymnal right there, or it's actually on order. Going to be shipped soon. They're coming in. The back order is almost here. 
Number 587. Let's sing all four verses. You'll recognize the tune, maybe not so much the words. Make me a captive, Lord, and then I shall be free. Force me to render up my sword, and I shall conquer be. I sink in life's alarms when by myself I stand. Imprison me within thine arms, and strong shall be my hand. My heart is weak and poor until it master find. It has no spring of action, sure, it varies with the wind. It cannot freely move till thou hast wrought its chain. Enslave it with thy matchless love, and deathless it shall reign. My power is faint and low, till I have learned to serve. It wants the needed fire to glow, it wants the breeze to nerve. It cannot drive the world, until itself be driven. Its flag can only be unfurled when thou shalt breathe from heaven. My will is not my own till thou hast made it thine. If it would reach a monarch's throne, it must its crown resign. It only stands unbent amid the clashing strife when on thy bosom it has lent and found thee in its life. Amen. I got that last phrase wrong. And found in thee its life. I think there's probably a big difference in the way I sang it. Found thee in its life. Found in thee its life. Well, wow. Make me a captive lord. That kind of says it, doesn't it? If it would reach a monarch's throne, it must its crown resign. Can we resign our crowns today? <laughs> we, we, we will one day. Let's not wait. Let's do it now. Well, this week I'm going to be bringing you uh, an update on all things Gillette Methodist Church. I'm here now in Gillette, Arkansas. I'll update you on um, how my first Sunday went and uh, look forward to bringing you up to speed on that. Be praying for my two boys, my sons, David and Sam. They're in Puerto Rico this week on a mission trip. They're still digging out from that massive hurricane years ago. And uh, just want to wish my mom and dad a uh, happy wedding anniversary. It was yesterday, Sunday, July the 2nd, number 58. And I want to honor them 
my goodness, what a blessing they are, have been, and will be. It's so good to be. I'm now living only eight miles from door to door to where they live, which is one of the great blessings of my life. Well, that's a wrap for today. You got to hit the field. You got to get the seeds. You got to get the matches. Okay, we're coming up on the 4th of July. We're going to light a fire in the sky and uh, sing doxology as we go. That's our that's our traveling music, doxology, Gloria Patri. I can hear you now. I'll see you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.